Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, welcome to the show, World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also Sirius XM. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. Always a pleasure to be with you every Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern Time, right here on these very networks. Got a big show today. We're going to continue our Euro preview. We did uh, A, B, and C. Now we're going to go do D, E, and F. We'll round it out today, the group previews. I printed out my favorite thing. It's the 442 Euro 2020 bracket chart. We're going to do a little Euro bracketology today. And let's see at the end of it if we can come up with a winner of the Euros. And then I'll give you some of the odds that you may be interested in should you want to wager a fine and hard-earned dollar or two. Uh, once again, I'm Nick Gieber. Find me on Twitter at Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash world soccer radio we are on the sports byline broadcast network sirius xm also iHeartRadio. tune in the award-winning sirius xm app i'd like to welcome all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the american forces network to the show and if you miss any part of the show don't fear don't fret don't berate yourself no self-flagellation needed just go to the podcast network, the Believe, B-L-E-A-V, podcast network, where you can subscribe to this very show and get a new show in your device, on your device, whenever we do one, which is basically every day during the week. Um, Euros start this weekend, the 11th. The kickoff is fantastic. I don't know what to say. It's going to be a massive, massive tournament and uh, I've spoken to a few people interestingly enough and you know some of them are a little bit tired after the Premier League season and they're slowly sort of starting to get their uh, their, their mojo back into the tournament I think that's fantastic uh, but I for one am very excited I know you are too so let's kick it all off shall we we're going to start with group D when we get back from the break uh, group D is a very fun group is England, Scotland, Croatia, and the Czech Republic. I'll get to it in detail. Be right back after the break. World Soccer Radio, Nick Eber with you. Chat to you in just a second. Welcome back, World Soccer Radio, Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM. Nick Eber with you here on this fabulous day as we get ready for the Euros to kick off <clears throat> on Friday. <laughs> it's unbelievable when you think about it. Don't you worry, though. We'll be going down a full match preview of uh, the Turkey-Italy match on Friday, and I'll be giving you my picks, predictions, and odds courtesy of betonline.ag. And speaking of that, you know, this is a great season for sports right now. We have a terrifically exciting NHL playoff season underway right now. Uh, I personally, I live in Las Vegas. I'm following the Vegas Golden Knights uh, going up a game in the in, in the series uh, against the Colorado Avalanche, which, uh, you know, is uh, unthought of 
really. If you'd uh, bet the Knights, you'd be happy. We've got uh, base uh, basketball playoffs, of course. We have baseball ongoing. Uh, we've got so much to get to, and the Euros uh, are the uh, big daddy in terms of betting right now, at least globally. Uh, so... There is no better place for you. If you're looking for a place to place a wager, I recommend thoroughly that you go to betonline.ag. Safe, secure, honest. These are good people to deal with. You will be happy that you did. Head over to their website, betonline.ag. Right now, if you sign up, you'll get a 50% bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. And if they ask, you tell them, Nick from World Soccer Radio sent you over there. All right, let's get to the uh, Euro previews. We've done A, B, and C. We did those on Monday. Now it's time for D, E, and F, and let's start with Group D. This is England, Croatia, Scotland, and the Czech Republic. Uh, let's take a look at England. I think for me the question mark isn't necessarily the players and the quality of players, the question mark really is Gareth Southgate. Is he going to be able to balance out this this squad? I think his squad's a little lopsided. It's just me. He has an incredible crop of youngsters on this team, which is one of the things that's really exciting fans of English football. But I'm a little concerned defensively, uh, and I am not the biggest Harry Maguire fan. So we're going to talk about the lineup here, and I'm going to tell you I think that, if anything, is a weakness, along with potentially Gareth Southgate, who is in his fifth year as the manager of England. And there are a lot of expectations on his rather narrow shoulders. He did reach the last four of the World Cup, and uh, I think he needs to show that he has the tactical know-how as, as well as the training and the player relations and the team selection know-how. I think there's still a bit of a question mark about that. Goalkeepers, Dean Henderson from United, Sam Johnstone from West Brom, Jordan Pickford from Everton, who, you know, <laughs> boy, is he uh, an unreliable keeper. Very good, but unreliable. Defenders, Ben Chilwell from Chelsea, Connor Cody from Wolves, Reese James from Chelsea, Harry Maguire from Man United, Tyrone Mings from Villa, Luke Shaw from United, John Stones from City, Kieran Trippier, Atletico Madrid, Kyle Walker from Man City, and Ben White from Brighton. In the midfield, Jude Bellingham from Borussia Dortmund, Jordan Henderson, Liverpool, Mason Mount from Chelsea, Calvin Phillips from Leeds, and Declan Rice from West Ham. Up front, it's Dominic Calvert-Lewin from Everton, Phil Foden from Man City, Jack Grealish for Villa, Harry Kane from Tottenham, Marcus Rashford, United, Bukayo Saka from Arsenal, Jordan Sancho, Borussia Dortmund, and Raheem Sterling for Man City. Um, they're going to kick off their Euro campaign against Croatia on Saturday. <clears throat> Look, if you want to know where England are going, I think you need to look at Harry Kane. He is the key player for England. Uh, he had the golden boot at the World Cup, if you if you remember that. He's had some incredible seasons at Tottenham. He's a little he's been a little banged up here and there. He is um, one of the best strikers in the world, and this is going to be the stage for him to show. So Harry Kane is the player to watch on the England squad. I don't think that's a huge surprise for anybody. As I'd mentioned earlier, England are actually the second favorites to win the tournament. 
just behind France. They are currently plus 500 at Bet Online. Let's get to Croatia. These are uh, Croatia, if you remember, the 2018 World Cup runners off, runners up. They had Wales, Slovakia, and Hungary uh, to uh, top really what was a very rough qualifying group. They did get 17 points in qualifying, which was the lowest of the 10 group winners. But I think it was because they were in a particularly tough group. Zlatko Dalic is the manager, and he took over after managing in the Middle East. Uh, I am thinking he's under huge pressure because they've had two wins in eight games since October. You know, I, I believe firmly in momentum, and I don't think it bodes well right now for Croatia. And the player to watch there, of course, is Luka Modric, uh, who at 35, yeah, he's a Ballon d'Or winner, plays at Real Madrid, all of the rest. I still think Modric is over the hill at this point. We will see. He will make me eat my words, I'm sure. Let's quickly look at the squad. It's Dominic uh, Livakovic uh, from Dinamo Zebrev, Luvre Kalinic from Hayduk Split, Simon Sluger from Luton. The defenders, Sime Vraslashko from Atletico Madrid, Borna Barisic from Rangers. They got Marseille, Zenit, uh, Warsaw, Besiktas, Leipzig, Lille. Um, and then up top, you're going to look for Ante Rebic from AC Milan, Bruno Pekovic from Dino Zagreb, and uh, Ante Budimir from Osasuna, and uh, Kramaric, uh, the Hoffenheim player. So they're going to kick it off against England. I mentioned that on Saturday. Uh, pardon me, on Sunday, June the 13th, is their kickoff match. All right, and finally, in Group, in group D, <clears throat> we have the Czech Republic and... If you remember, Karol Poborski's that lob against Portugal, well, that was the last time the European Championship took place on English soil. Uh, this team isn't really that great. I wouldn't say that this is um, a powerhouse team. Four points from three matches in their World Cup qualifying group. Uh, in second place. Look, I, I don't think this is a particularly uh, difficult team to beat. I think they could potentially be the whipping boys here. Um, the manager is Yaroslav Silhavi. He is um, got a lot of pressure on his shoulders. He took Slovan, uh, Slovan Liberec to the Champions League in 2012. He's been in charge of the national team for a while. And... Um, I'm not, I'm not sold on this team. Uh, they were runners-up in 1996. They made the semifinals in 2008. They're not getting out of the group in this year. I'm sorry. Tomas Suchek is the guy to look at. Uh, he was considered uh, many for potentially Premier League player of the season. And yes, he is definitely a great player, no doubt about it. But I don't think uh, there's enough there uh, with this team. Finally, Scotland. Uh, there's something about this. Scotland are going to take a point from a couple of points from England. I think that uh, that is a uh, given. They uh, were there in '96. They didn't get through to the knockout stages, <clears throat> and they have probably more talent than usual on this Scottish team, managed by Steve Clark, who's took Scotland to their only their third European Championship. Uh, since 1996. So uh, they haven't featured in any major finals since the 98 World Cup. Craig Gordon from Hearts, David Marshall from Derby, John, John McLaughlin from Rangers, 
Defenders, Liam Cooper from Leeds, Declan Gallagher from Motherwell, Grant Hanley from Norwich, Jack Henry from Celtic, uh, Nottingham Forest, Motherwell, Rangers, Andy Robertson from Liverpool, Greg Taylor from Celtic, Kieran Tierney from Arsenal. In the midfield, they've got Stuart Armstrong from Southampton, Ryan Christie from Celtic, um, ba Billy Gilmore from Chelsea, McGinn from Villa, they got Callum McGregor from Celtic, McTominay from United, David Turnbull from Celtic, and up front, Shea Adams, Southampton, Shea Adams, Landon, uh, Lyndon Dykes from QPR, uh, James Forrest from Celtic, Ryan Fraser from Newcastle, and Kevin Nisbet from Hibs. Um, the match to watch here is going to be England-Scotland, June 18th. I'm going to tell you my picks for this group when we come back after the break. World Soccer Radio, don't go anywhere. Be back with more. Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM, and American Forces. I'm Nick Gieber. Great to be with you. We're presented by betonline.ag. If you missed any part of the show, because this is our preview show, don't worry, you can get it on the podcast at the Believe, B-L-E-A-V Podcast Network. We just wrapped up Group D and my preview of Group D. I didn't give you yet my picks. England are going to finish top of this group. And I'm just looking for my bracketology chart. I'll pick it. I'll fill it out as we go along. How does that sound? So group D will be England and Croatia. So let's see. We've got so group D, they will be in match day 44, will be England and Croatia will be 2D. And that will be on the other side, match at 42. See, I'm going to fill out the bracket chart, and then we get to look as we go along. So um, if you actually look at the matches, let's take a look at the Group D matches. We're going to start with England-Croatia. I'm going to give England a 1-0 win over there. Then you've got Scotland-Czech Republic. I'm going to say a 1-1 draw for Scotland. England-Scotland, I'm going to say 1-1. Oh, Croatia-Czech Republic. I'm going to say Croatia will win that game 2-1. Czech Republic, England. I'm going to give England a 2-0 victory. And Croatia, Scotland, I'm going to give them a 3-0 victory. So England, I have uh, two wins and a draw. Croatia, I have a win, a win, and a loss. The Czech Republic, I have a draw, a loss, and a loss. So, England, Croatia, that's how they come out of that group. All right, let's move along, shall we? You like the uh, scientific manner in which I do this. Uh, let's do Group E. Spain, Sweden, Poland, Slovakia. Interesting group. I mean, look, we're all looking at Group F like the group of death. You could say that England and Group D, you know, they didn't get the toughest draw. Although always tough to have Scotland or Wales in your group if you're England because you've got that sort of home international dynamic that uh, you don't see in many other uh, in many other countries. But let's get to Group E, Spain, Sweden, Sl Poland, Slovakia, and let's start with Spain. They are obviously the big favorites in this group. They are currently plus 800 to win the whole competition, managed by Luis Enrique, 
who took over after that awful 2018 World Cup they had. And, uh, you know, look, he is not being afraid. And this is to his credit. Luis Enrique has not been afraid to sideline the big names that exist on reputation rather than current form. And um, he made that plainly clear when he left that thug Sergio Ramos off the squad. So for me, I like that about Luis Enrique. He's looking out for the young players, looking to build the club for the future. And, you know, he's bringing all that experience he had at Barcelona to the national team. And I think it's um, I think it's really good. The other thing is uh, you're not going to see this sort of tiki-taka from this Spanish team. That's not what Luis Enrique is all about. Um, but they have to do something because after 2010, Spain have been an absolute disaster, period. Uh, all three of their group matches are going to be played in front of some home fans in Seville. Uh, but, you know, look, even with or without supporters, this Spanish team, I think, is going to be a difficult one to predict. Don't forget, this is a team that thrashed the Germans 6-0 in the Nations League, but then got a 1-1 draw at home with Greece in qualifying. So it's always a bit of a head-scratcher. Let's quickly take a look at who they have here. Uh, Unai Simon from Athletic Bilbao, David De Gea, Man United, Robert Sanchez from Brighton. Those are the three keepers. Uh, up top, they've got Gerard Moreno from Villarreal, Avaro Morata from Atletico, Ferran Torres from City, Adama Traore from Wolves, Mikel Oyarzabal from Sociedad. Uh, by the way, Thiago from Liverpool, Rodri from City. Um, really good players. I mean, you know, in the back, they got Laporte from Man City. He had a, a great season, I thought. Eric Garcia as well from City. Diego Lorente and uh, Aspilicueta, who I'm personally not a fan of from Chelsea. Uh, Gerard Moreno is going to be the one to watch up top. He scored 30 goals for Villarreal. Uh, he helped them win the Europa League this season. Uh, but he is uh, 29 years old. He's not a young man. How, I mean, footballing perspective-wise. But he is untested in these big competitions, so we'll see. All right, let's move along. Uh, next up is Sweden, managed by Jana Andersson. Uh, he took over after Euro 2016. Uh, he's got a 50% win rate, uh, which is interesting. Made the quarterfinals of the 2018 World Cup. And this Sweden... <clears throat> you know, Sweden, for me, were all about Zlatan Ibrahimovic. And, you know, there was all the discussion about Zlatan coming back and he was going to end his international retirement. Then, of course, he has a knee uh, injury. And um, so I think you're going to find the Sweden team really going to enthrall you. They've got Marcus Berg from Krasnodar up top, Alexander Isak from Sociedad, Robin Kaysen from Mainz, and Jordan, Jordan Larson from Spartak. Um, I don't rate this team, folks. Uh, I would not be betting big on Sweden I think they are um, a paper tiger. The Poles, on the other hand, <coughs> headed by Paolo Sousa, is the guy at the helm of this Polish team after they completely revamped it, got rid of Jerzy Brzezik in January. They fired him. They wanted to get this team to be sort of much more attacking profile and not... Uh, be quite so boring um you know they've been good in the euros but the world cup was disappointing they won just one of three games 
<clears throat> and uh, I'm just not sure, again, whether this Polish team, you know, just how... Look, they're going to rely on Robert Lewandowski. They always do. That's the way it is. Uh, he's got 53 goals in 46 games for club and country. Um, is that going to be enough in this group? It may very well be, because the other team in here is Slovakia. And if we take a look at the Slovaks under Stefan Tarkovic, uh, this is another one, uh, another international team that's just undergot a new manager because they sat Tavel, uh, Pavel Happel in uh, last October. And then the assistant manager is Stefan, was, was Stefan Tarkovic, so he took over. Kind of kept the same philosophy and concept and style of football. Um, I, I, I just, uh, you know, they got through this through the Nations League, by the way. They didn't qualify sort of traditionally. I, I, I don't think there's going to be much to this squad. I think, I mean, by the way, if you're a fan of MLS, uh, Jan Gregus from Minnesota plays on this team. So for me, Group E is going to be interesting because it's Spain, Sweden, Poland, and Slovakia. I'm going to take Spain coming out of this group, and I'm going to take Poland. And let's take a look at where we are. Sweden are much further down the odds. The odds makers would agree with me. Spain is plus 800 to win the whole tournament. Poland plus 6,600. Uh, here we go. Sweden plus 8,000. And Slovakia all the way down plus 20,000. So I'm saying Spain, Poland in that order. And I think that's a very, very realistic pick for you. Let's run over to the bracket and fill it out and see how we're looking. I love this part of it. So this is Group E. I'm saying Group E is going to be... 1E is going to be... Where are they? 1A, B, uh, 2... 1E, here we go. 1E will be Spain. And 2E will be Poland, and that is going to set up a Croatia-Poland round of 16 matchup, which will be pretty interesting. Two teams that really probably not that inspired. I would edge Croatia for that, and I would see Croatia probably moving uh, from the round of 16 uh, to the quarterfinals at that point. So it's getting interesting. We could see another deep run from Croatia just by dint of the draw. All right, let's move along, shall we? Group F. Uh, we can do Group F in the next. Let's do Group F after the break because Hungary, Portugal, France, and Germany. Poor Hungary. You you you, you feel bad for them, and I, I don't know if you saw Portugal. Uh, I. You know, for me, Portugal are one of these teams that, you know, when they can play gorgeous football and they are stacked and they have lots of Portuguese talent. No doubt about that. I don't think this is the best Portuguese team you are ever going to see. However, however, you know, if you think you are going to ignore the Cristiano Ronaldo factor, you're going to do that at your own peril. Uh, what a fun group this is going to be. Well, let's break it down in detail after the break. Group F, Hungary, Portugal, France, and Germany. So the picks are in, and why don't I recap what I picked uh, on 
Monday's show, if I can find my notes here. I mean, I'm sure I can remember. It's just not that. Uh, it's not Okay, Group C, I had Netherlands out one, Ukraine two. Group A, I had Italy one, Wales two. Uh, so that's <clears throat> A, that's A and C, and I'm missing my Group B. I had Belgium and Denmark. So I tell you what, during the break, I'll fill those in on the bracket. Let's fill out our last group, Group F, and we're going to have it all for you. Right here, World Soccer Radio, Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM. Uh, don't go anywhere. Be right back after this. Sports Byland Broadcast Network, Sirius XM, Nick Eber with you. Let's get to it, shall we? We are presented by betonline.ag. And we are going through our Euro preview. We have one group left to go, Group F. Now, I will say this. It's difficult to complete the bracket because there are three matches which involve third-place finishers, essentially. Okay? Um... So it's going to be a little bit in the air because oftentimes when you have uh, points-based third-place finishers coming in, the ones in the weaker groups come, come through. So I want to talk about this in a little bit. But let's get to it. Group F, Hungary, Portugal, France, and Germany. And let's start with the tournament favorites at plus 450, courtesy of betonline.ag. Uh, the French national team ma uh, managed by Didier Deschamps, who is uh, previously a manager of Monaco, Juventus, Marseille. Um, and he is just the third man in general after Mario Zagallo and Franz Beckenbauer, who has won the World Cup both as a player and a manager, and he did that uh, when France won in 2018. Uh, look, he has really worked wonders with Les Bleus, but... Um, I kind of like his the stamp that he's put on the team and, and I think you could see by what he's done with Karim Benzema kind of defied tradition uh, bringing him back into play um, Arsene Wenger thinks France are the quote super favorites I actually agree with him they've reached the final in each of the last two major tournaments uh, with European nations and they are going to be at Wembley on the July the 11th, um, they're going to think that that is definitely their birthright. Um, I think if you're going to look at team and squads and depth, I don't think you're going to find a better team than this French team. Let's just take a look at who's in them. Hugo Lloris from Tottenham, who I'm a huge fan of. Uh, Mike Amenon from Lille. Steve Mandanda from Marseille. The defenders are Lucas Dinier from Everton. Leo Dubois from Lyon, Lucas Hernandez from Bayern Munich, Presnel Kimpembe from PSG, Jules Conde from Sevilla, uh, Clement Langlais from Barcelona, uh, Benjamin Pavard from Bayern Munich, Rafael Varane from Real Madrid, and Kurt Zuma from Chelsea. In the midfield, N'Golo Conte from Chelsea, Thomas Lamar from Atletico, 
Pogba from United, Adrien Rabiot from Juventus, Musa Sissoko from Tottenham, Karen Liso from Bayern Munich. I mean, that is a midfield that should make you drool. The forwards are Ben Yedder from Monaco, Benzema from Madrid, Kingsley Coman from Bayern Munich, Usama Dembele from Barcelona, Giroud from Chelsea, Griezmann from Barcelona, Mbappe from PSG, and Marcus Turan from Borussia Mönchengladbach. Look, um, I, I, I think it's difficult uh, for me uh, to say, but I, I don't think there's a more talented team in the field than this French team. And I, for one, will be watching Kylian Mbappe because um, I just love this player. He's been absolutely incredible this campaign. 37 goals, 10 assists in all competitions, and he did win the World Cup already. And uh, I just think they are the prohibitive favorites to win this competition. Plus 450 for the French team. Uh, let's move on to Joachim Lowe and the German team. And uh, this is going to ending, by the way. His uh, This will be his last tournament in charge of the uh, German national team. He's 61 years old. He's retiring after 15 years. And uh, he did take him to the World Cup win in 2014. And he's going to be replaced by Hansi Flick. Um, I don't know. I kind of like him because, you know, Lowe has really been a steady hand at the helm. He's got a very experienced squad, okay? He brought Thomas Muller and Matty Hummels back from international, uh, basically international retirement. And they are really, really, really going to need to get busy early. There's not going to be a huge ramp up for this German team, particularly uh, being in the same group of France. They've got uh, Tony Cruz, Gundogan, Manuel Neuer. Um, but if you want to look for young players, you're looking at Nabri, Timo Werner, Kai Havertz. Let's take a brief look at the squad, shall we? <clears throat> um, Manuel Neuer, Bernd Leno, and Kevin Trapp. Defenders Matthias Ginter, Antonio Rudiger, Robin Gosens, Christian Gunter, Marcel Holstenberg, Matty Hummels, Lucas Klosterman, Robin Koch, and Nicholas Sula from Bayern Munich. Uh, up top, they've got Timo Werner and Kevin Volan from Monaco. In the midfield, they've got Gundogan, uh, Tony Cruz, uh, Emre Chan. Josh Kimmich, Thomas Muller, Jamal Musiala, Nabri, uh, Goretzka, Kai Havertz, Jonas Hoffman, Leroy Sané, Newhouse, etc., etc. Um, I guess Josh Kimmich is the one we're going to have to watch. Very young player. Let's see how he does. Uh, he's now 26 years old. He's started scoring a lot of goals, and I think people have been waiting a while for that. So let's see. He's definitely one to watch. Let's move along, shall we? The poor Hungarian team. And I say poor because they make the tournament and they get stuck in this group with Germany, France, and Portugal. Uh, Marco Rossi, the manager, he has got his hands full. Um, They have failed to qualify for eight World Cups in a row. I mean, the great era of Pushkas, uh, uh, you know, not many people alive today actually were, remember those that era. Um, I'm not a fan of this Hungarian team is doing anything other than losing all three games they play. I, I hate to tell you that, really. Uh, it's an awful thing to say, uh, but it is true. Uh, if you're a fan of MLS, you're going to want... Uh, Shown from Dallas will be playing uh, up top 
for this Hungarian team. A couple of players play in England at Bristol City. Uh, Adam Nagy. Uh, they got some players with Leipzig. Uh, Willy Orban, probably one of the more famous players on the team. But uh, there's not a lot going on here. Uh, you're going to look for the goalkeeper. <clears throat> Uh, Adam Sazlai from Red Bull, uh, <coughs> excuse me, is, uh, pardon me, uh, Peter Gulashi is uh, the uh, is going to be definitely busy. But who's going to score the goals? That's the question, right? And so the captain, Adam Salai, is the elder statesman, uh, 33 years old. Uh, he plays for Mainz. He scored 23 goals in 70 international appearances. But you know what? Don't get excited. It's just not going to happen. Uh, Portugal. Uh, Fernando Santos is the manager. And uh, he was at the helm of Greece, by the way. Do you remember that incredible run in Euro 2012 when they made the quarterfinals? And then they made the second round of the World Cup um, right after that. But he's done a great job with Portugal. Um, they won the inaugural Nations League title. Remember that? That was actually pretty exciting. And they want to win back-to-back -back European championships because they are the winners of the last Euros. Um, if you remember what the last time they played, they actually had a torrid time qualifying. They drew uh, three of their four, three of their group stage matches, um, and they didn't sort of pick it up until they got into the semifinals. But I like this team. I like this squad. <clears throat> uh, Anthony Lopez, Rui Patricio, Rui Silva. Those are the goalkeepers. The defenders, Hal Cancelo from Man City, and Nelson Semedo from Wolves. Uh, they've got um, Fonte from Lille. They've got Pepe from Porto, Ruben Diaz, Nuno Mendes, Rafael Guerrero. Um, up top, Pedro Gonzalez from Sporting, Andre Silva from Frankfurt, Bernard Silva from Man City, Cristiano Ronaldo, Diego Jota, Gonzalo Guedes, João Felix. Rafa Silva from Benfica. This is a good team. And of course, Cristiano Ronaldo looking to make that statement. You know, the one thing about Ronaldo, he is a big game player. Of that, there is no denying. So I am going to give you my shock for Group F. I am picking for Group F to come out on top, I think will be France. But I'm going to make a prediction that Portugal will come out second in that group. I mean, the German team is fine. You know, they're, they got a little young. They got some young talent. They, you know, obviously got a great pedigree. But I don't think we're going to see that England Germany round of 16 matchup that we were hoping to get. Now, we could see potentially Germany play Belgium. Or Spain. I mean, some of this depends on how badly are these teams going to womp on Hungary. So this is definitely something to look at. By the way, Germany and Portugal, very close in terms of the odds makers at betonline.ag. Plus 700 for Germany, plus 800 for Portugal. Uh, but I'm going to take them in the other order. I'm going to take Portugal out first. All right, there you go. That is the group preview. I hope you've enjoyed it. I uh, think that I got it right. We'll see once the tournament starts. I'm usually very good at this stuff, by the way, in case you didn't figure that out by now. Let's uh, turn our attention, though, to the start, the kickoff on Friday. Uh, what an exciting day that will be as Turkey and Italy will play the first match of 
these Euros uh, in Rome at the Stadio Olimpico. It'll be a wonderful affair. Turkey have won three, uh, three of their last five. Italy are won every single one of their last five matches. In terms of head-to-head -head form, Italy have beaten Turkey uh, three wins to none. They've scored nine goals. The Turks have yet to score a goal on Turkey. This result is going to be a big boost for Italy because I predict they are going to win this game. And should you be a betting man or woman, and I trust that you are, and you will be going to betonline.ag for your betting cues, uh, Italy are favorites at minus 190, which is probably no surprise. So there you have it. That's my first match prediction for Euro 2021. Estadio Olimpio, Olimpico, excuse me, it will be Italy beating Turkey by a scoreline of two goals to none. That is my opinion. I hope that you will take it. Head over to betonline.ag, wager a few bucks, make some money, and when you do, send me a picture of your new Ferrari. But, you know, honestly, at uh, uh, minus 190, you'd have to wager an awful lot to get a new Ferrari when the prohibited favorites win. And look, don't take any of this stuff for granted because tournament football is a real wild card in terms of results. You always get that sort of naughty upstart, the person that comes in. I actually think Scotland might be that little naughty upstart. I, I predict they're going to take Two points from England. I think their match will be a draw. It will be interesting to see. I am not overly optimistic about the English team's chances in this tournament. I will tell you, it doesn't matter whether they face Germany or they face Portugal. I don't think they're getting out of the round of 16, and that would be a massive disappointment for Gareth Southgate. That's just my predictions, folks. Love to hear from you about yours. Uh, Twitter me, twatter me, reach out and flatter me at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. I'm going to take a break, step aside, be right back to wrap it up after this. All right, welcome back to World Soccer Radio. Nick Eber here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. I'm with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the on the East Coast. Uh, I have taken a, a few shows off uh, subsequent to the end of the Premier League season. Uh, rest assured, with the Euros kicking off on Friday, I will be with you every day through the Euros, talking about them in detail. Um, interestingly enough, the draw is always an important thing in tournaments. But if you look at how this draw has worked itself out, if you think that France and Belgium and the, and the, ne and the Netherlands and Spain are all likely to win their groups, France are going to play the third-place finisher of A, B, or C. The Belgium are going to play the third-place finisher of A, D, E, or F. And Spain are going to play the third place of A, B, C, or D, so in terms of points. So you have to think that France, Belgium, and Spain have a particular opportunity here 
that say England, who's going to get either Germany or Portugal, I'm picking Portugal in the end of their tournament in the round of 16, or say Italy, who are likely to get the Ukraine in the round of 16, although I think they will win that match. We'll have to see how it unfolds, right? Because, for example, the winner of Italy-Ukraine will be playing the winner of Belgium and whoever. So it's likely to be Belgium-Italy in that quarterfinal, and that's going to be a terrific quarterfinal. So, but, you know, you never know. A, D, E, or F, Belgium could well be, you know, they're likely to face either Portugal or Germany. Stay with me, folks. Stick with me all through the week, all through the Euros. We'll be going down it in detail. It's been an absolute pleasure giving you this preview. I hope you've enjoyed it, and I will be back with you uh, soon to with more Euro analysis. And don't forget Friday, the kickoff, Turkey and Italy. Be sure to check it out. All right, hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to download the podcast. I'll be back with you tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Until then, have a great night. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.